0: Hello, this is Lindsay and this is Candace. Welcome to our lady parts, And we are not talking about our vaginas. Honestly, we are not today. Nope, we are definitely
1: not. We are talking about something way more important than our vaginas. Way more interesting. Wait. Mm. Yeah, that is more interesting. <laughs> just kidding. It's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's way more interesting. Um, no, I want to say something first. Um, if Lindsay needs to edit this a little bit, she's more than welcome to. If not, you guys I have never, heard me talk about editing stuff out all the time, but she I probably never, doesn't. No,
0: I never do unless it's like <laughs> a long, quiet moment. Yeah. I just
1: leave it. Um, so today we are talking about something very important. Um, and I want to start off by saying it's not important because of what just happened um, in, uh, oh my gosh, I'm just completely went blank, Minnesota. Um, it's not. It's not because that just happened and we're like, oh my gosh, we need to talk about that. We have, we've
0: wanted to talk about this from the beginning. We just didn't.
1: Yeah. We've wanted to talk about it. We didn't know how, um, Lindsay and I, I, I can't speak for Lindsay, but I feel like she is on the same page. Me, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but Lindsay and I are both white women. We are both extremely privileged. We've lived extremely privileged lives. Um, my, I've always lived in a home that my parents owned. I have never been afraid of anybody, um, walking down the street. I have, I had college paid for if I needed it. I have literally anything. When you think of American dream in quotations, my little white ass growing up had everything you could think of. I was spoiled white privilege girl. I would say I
0: wasn't quite as spoiled, but definitely privileged. No,
1: I was. Yeah, I was that completely around, and I grew up in a very split moral home. Um, so I had super racist parent, and I had a super not racist parent. And Same. growing up that way in a home that you don't know any better, you don't know what is right and what's wrong when you are a white person, when you are a child. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you grow up, it is your responsibility to learn facts and not what just the government or what history books tell you. It is your right, like it's your right. And it's like really what you, I'm trying to think of the word I need to use. It's,
0: it's what you need to do. It's. yeah, it's your responsibility it's to and ethical, an ethical adult.
1: Yeah. Um, we have a very special guest coming on today. I will introduce her in a second. But I want to put out um, just a little thing to let you guys know that we are not bringing this guest on for your pleasure. Um, this is not for you. This is for her to give her story. Um, and to share with us and to educate with us. Um, I do not want anybody to take this for granted because it is not her responsibility to educate us. it's our it's our own responsibility
0: to educate us. And she's been gracious enough to honor us with her.
1: yeah, I it is not okay to think that because you have a black relative in your family or a black friend, it is not their responsibility to come teach you why you shouldn't be racist it's your responsibility to be an adult and ethical and go learn what the truth is and why you should not be racist because or, yeah it's just stupid if you are um but I want to <laughs> that's just you know like I I don't know how to put it up, across that like it's not okay in that This is not, we're not having this podcast to make it easier for you to learn. We're using this podcast for a spot for this person to come share her story and to see how she was, how she lived her life and things that she had gone through growing up and living as a um, black American in America.
0: When we originally had talked about this topic months ago, we we were going to treat it the same as we would like rape or suicide. And now the world's changed. So we're...
1: The world hasn't necessarily changed. No, but it's
0: woken. It's woken.
1: Um, Hopefully.
0: All the people that have been wanting to say so for a long time that didn't are now like on fire. Yeah, and I
1: absolutely agree. I'll say this one more time and then I want to introduce our guest. Um, Silence is violence. I fully believe that. Like if you are not saying anything right now, it's absolutely Ridiculous, ridiculous. If you are not standing up for the people that you quote unquote love, because most of the time, if people who are like, "Oh, my cousin's black," I'm not racist. I don't care who's in your family that's black. It doesn't matter if you have a black cousin or not. That doesn't make you not racist. Like, absolutely not. So sorry. Okay, okay. off on my rant. I want to introduce but, my because g- I
0: have a question right off about so introduce her. Okay,
1: Amber. Hello, welcome to our Lady Parts. Um, thank you very much for coming to our podcast and for sharing all of your brilliant brains with us. Um, hello, I, hello, hello, hello. Uh,
2: introduce yourself. Yeah, just a little introduce
1: bit. yourself, please.
2: Okay, so um, I'm Amber Anderson. I'm from a little old town in South Carolina called Easley, um, Pickens County to be exact. Greenville area. Yes, yes. Um, but even beyond. Green, Greenville's a little more city. We're yeah. actually a little more rural in Pickens County. We're actually known as the whitest county in South Carolina. Um, I was born and raised in in Easley, South Carolina. Have have lived here my whole life. Um, came home from the hospital here. Went to to elementary school and high school here, um, and now raising raising my family here and edu- and I'm an educator here in in Easley. So. Um, I've, I've grown up in in a town where I've been the only black person in the room many many times and and even now on my job we I literally can count on one hand the amount of people that's in my school building um, that are educators or or a staff. so um, I learned really early in life that I didn't look like everyone else and I wasn't treated like everyone else because of the way I look Yeah.
0: Oh, I
1: have chills already.
0: Okay, so real quick, what did you think about our introduction? Just because that's our perspective of trying to explain, like, what we're trying to do. What did that, what did that invoke in you? Like, do you have any advice for us to change, like, what we would say or...
1: Are we, are we saying the wrong thing? Yeah,
0: is what, is what we think and what we're saying, even with the way we introduce this topic, is that helpful or was it,
2: in your eyes, correct? Um, I, I think it was good. I, I believe... It is very necessary to be strong and vocal on saying it's not uh, my job as a black person to educate you on on how my life matters. So um, making that statement was was very very strong. I, I think it was good.
1: Thank you, because I I want you to know that your life does matter and. I'm not, I don't want you to think that you have to come on here and try to explain to people why your lives matter. I want you to come tell people that your life does matter. And these are the situations that you've had to deal with and that were not right because you matter just as much as I
2: matter.
0: Absolutely. It's not about right. And i definitely, sorry. yeah. And I
2: definitely don't, I don't mind sharing <laughs> knowledge and information because that's what I've, I've done for so long. But, um, you know, i I'll be honest. I haven't had, tons of of racial issues but because i'm connected to an area um where i've I've felt the tension here and i'm also an educator here and an advocate here i'm i'm i I even at times feel privileged to be able to um to step in the gap for other people that that didn't have the same opportunities as me so uh it's this level to my choice i don't mind i don't mind answering questions i don't mind sharing knowledge because um I've even had moments where I've i felt privileged and that doesn't make me shut up because it's still people that look like me that have less opportunity than me
1: yeah and I think that's yeah. my biggest thing right now is it I don't care if you have not dealt with issues and you feel like oh like I I don't like I don't talk about those type of things. Like I've never had to deal with those and I don't talk about those. And I'm like, I don't need those negative things in my life. Like that's out of the window now to me. It's exactly. you talk about that now. Yes. And exactly. My biggest thing is even Lindsay said this when she came in and she was like, I Want to like? I'm happy that I feel uncomfortable. I should feel uncomfortable because it's not right. Yeah, Yeah. for
0: so long, any conversation, especially race, is such a it's such a hard topic to talk about. People don't want to talk about it because it makes them feel guilty, and it makes you feel uncomfortable, and it makes you look inside and say oh, well, my grandparents felt this way. Does that mean my grandparents are bad people? My parents said this. Does that make my parent a bad person? It makes you feel things you don't want to feel, so you sweep it under. Yeah. And it's time that Hell we yeah. face it and say, no, this is uncomfortable and that's okay. And I will be it's the okay first person
1: to say that I <clears throat> I do have black family members.
0: I do have very
1: close black friends. I had friends growing up in high school that were black. And Mm -hmm. I can tell you that I have seen racism firsthand. And did I speak up? No. And that was wrong of me. And I was wrong and I saw it and I knew it in my head. It was like playing over and over again. I knew what it was. I knew it wasn't okay. Yeah. But did I say anything? No. Will I say anything now? Absolutely. And will
0: you raise your daughters to say? Absolutely. Sorry, you have also a boy. You'll raise your children to say... What you wouldn't have said when they were younger. And the thing is, they it, I, I'll
1: i give a little example of something that happened today um, that I was just like, whoa, because I was, Meyer, I have a four-year-old, Meyer, um, she is anti-sleep in her bed, and we are bribing her to stay in her bed, basically. <laughs> we have gotten to the point where we're bribing her, and... We told her, if you sleep in your bed for two nights in a row, we'll have Chick-fil-A for dinner and we'll go get Chick-fil-A, whatever. Do I almost cringed because I bought Chick-fil-A today and I didn't want to, but I had to because I promised my four-year-old Chick-fil-A and it was so hard being put in that position of telling, of, of thinking like, how can I explain this to a four-year-old why we shouldn't support this company? And then. Right. But I, I like, it was wrong of me today because did I go to Chick-fil-A? Yes. I, I still went because like I, and that was wrong. And I just realized that was wrong, but it was because I couldn't explain to my four-year-old and that's wrong. Like it doesn't, there are ways to explain racism, no matter how old you are. The It's the parent's job to do the work to figure out how you explain it to a four-year-old. And so- As we're in the Chick-fil-A drive-thru, my four-year-old is looking out the window and she sees a police officer, just the car. And she says, why is that police car right there? And I was like, I don't know. He's driving down the road. And she was like, well, why is he in his car? Why is he driving? Did somebody get stolen? And like, I was like, no, I don't think so. Like, he's probably just driving. And then I came home and I told my husband and he's like, yeah, because you would hope all four-year-olds would think that police officers are getting bad guys, quote unquote, bad guys, like people who right. kidnap you or murder you or something, when they are the ones who are now doing those crimes.
0: Or they've always been doing those crimes.
1: Yeah, they've always been doing those crimes. And so like, yeah. when, you, when you look at a four-year-old white girl's brain, she thinks that they're, she's, they're protecting her against bad guys. But when she grows up, She's not getting protected by bad guys right now. They're not like they're more worried about killing people in the street right now. Mo- majority of them. I don't know. I'm I'm already getting
0: upset. I'm already
2: getting upset about
0: upset.
2: it. <laughs> I think it's, it's very important to uh, to make it known that you know this isn't us against the police. This no. is us against police brutality. Yeah. Um, you know, people people often I have many many classmates in, in law enforcement. And they're all on my my social media, and sometimes I wonder and worry, what are they thinking when I'm being so vocal against police brutality? But it's not my job to worry and think about them. If if they're in good conscience about about how they go out and patrol every day, then they shouldn't feel threatened when we're trying to battle. Um, if they're and, doing and the right thing, they won't. Yeah. 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 So so um, you know I.
1: I, I, don't, I, I appreciate don't that.
2: And, right, I,
1: I, don't I appreciate that just because my my husband's brother is a police officer. Sorry. My husband's brother is mm-hmm. a police officer. Um and he has a cousin who's a police officer. I have brides. I'm a wedding photographer. I have brides who have husbands that are police officers. And I felt I'm glad you said that because I have felt that way in the past week of I don't want these people to think that I'm hating them. But if they're reading these and they feel guilty because they have done these things, I'm glad they are. But I also don't want the, the good cops to think I'm against them.
2: Right.
1: So I, and, I like that. And resources. anybody
2: that's, that's in good conscience should know that. Yeah. And anyone who's a, a, aware and awake and, and, uh, and know the climate that we're living in right now, should not take it personal. If anything, you know, they should be taking the same stance.
0: Exactly. If, if,
2: if, and in if my in my school, if we have bad educators, then it's my job as a good educator to call out the bad educators. And absolutely, um, you know, I, I don't I don't do that. I don't do that um, because just because I do that because there's there's people there's students that are are being affected because of someone's ineffectiveness or someone's um, Bad teaching or bad behavior so it's it's my duty as a as an educator to protect my students and it should be good cops duty to protect. uh, The civilians of their of their town and of their cities by calling out bad cops I don't I don't understand why we have to spend so much time and energy in trying to divide the two of good cops and bad cops why can't the topic just be there are bad cops there's been bad cops and police and salaries exist here in
1: America. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I 100% agree with you, and I appreciate that outlook. Yeah. Um, because I have... It's it's such a hard thing to... Well, it's a fine line. It's a fine line, and it's a hard thing to try to navigate in your brain when all of this is happening at once. So... When it's not... Not, right. not that it's not happening at once. I want to... I keep... I feel like I'm saying the wrong things when I'm trying to explain what I'm trying to, I know it's been happening right now. I feel like the world in general are waking up to more things. Thanks to COVID. Unfortunately, I think people Uh are seeing how the government had handled COVID. Mm -hmm. And then there's a police officer killing somebody like right in front of the freaking world in the middle of the road right. for no reason. And people are like, wait a second. Like, you're not closing down cities soon enough. All of these people are dying. Now you're opening back up. Now you're killing people. What is, wh- what's happening? What, why is there, why are the people in general not the first priority any well, longer?
0: yeah, okay. The, I have to say this though, and, and, and you guys can just, just agree with me if you want, but I don't think the people have ever, been their priority, at least not since the early 1900s. Absolutely not. After World War II, we just really did not, we, we lost more and more and more of our voice as a population, and it became more about government, more about corporations, and so, when you sit there and you think about it, COVID didn't make the world this way. COVID no, no, no. put I a mean, magnifying glass. That's what I. That's what, it, I, that's what it, my word. Yeah, what I was opened trying to explain. Up this Pandora's box of oh my goodness! Like people open their eyes, being yeah. like, "Look
1: at all of this shit that these people are doing to everyone, especially yes.
0: right now, black people, especially black people." I mean, I can. I'm just. I can get on my soapbox and talk about like healthcare and like education and it's just there's so many things
1: healthcare housing education yeah jobs All right. I, I can go on and i want i another thing is like this is this is kind of hard to t- to say this yeah because it's my bloodline and it's hard to say this um but it needs to be said that i unfortunately and fortunately, because I, lo- I loved my grandparents. Um, but they were raised in southern Alabama. And they were, like, they, back, this was not that long ago. My, par- my grandparents, my grandmother passed away in 2007-ish. Mm-hmm. And she was, like, 74. She wasn't that old. Um, wow. And a black lady raised my mom. And her siblings at their house and my grandma didn't like I she was a housewife and then all yeah, her she had a nanny. her nanny came in every day that probably was not paid a lot and this poor nanny that I've heard stories about I my aunt knows her name I wish I knew her name off the top of my head but unfortunately I don't remember the name but my aunt had told me that um she absolutely adored this woman and she was like a second mother to her. She yeah. raised her. Yeah. And my my grandfather's brother made it his sole priority to make this woman's life a miserable miserable hell because of her skin color. She, he made sure that anything he he went and drank all of my grandfather's beer and blamed it on her, and so she would get fired. And oh, like just ridiculous. stupid. Stupid, ignorant, disgusting things. Because this woman was a nanny to children in a home that he visit- visited. I bet she was a gem of a human. Too. She was a gem of a human. I've heard amazing stories about her. My aunt loves her. Um,
0: not to. And cut-
2: that's that's what I, I tell people. Am oh, I bad? No, I'll no, you're fine. Well, you're fine. You
0: you go. <laughs> you
2: know, uh, during this time when when we're in such a racial divide and and everyone wanting to let their voices be heard, so many people want to talk about love and I, I love all people and I love my black and brown friends and and I'm I'm just not really interested in hearing about all the love right now because I feel like for so long you know love covered or love wasn't enough I, and I think back when you when you're talking about your um your grandmother and the nanny and such and I'm sure you know there are people in that home that felt like they loved the manning. Yeah, but the way she they didn't was treated no pay that she no, needed. Yeah, absolutely she, they not. Did, they didn't pay her what she needed. They didn't they didn't treat her well. And so, this woman had so children. Is
1: irrelevant this me. woman had her own children at home. And exactly. she still left her own children and came to my grandparents' house and raised my mother and her four siblings for mm-hmm. until they were all in school at least. And probably after that too, after they got out of school. And she had her own children and my and my my family was her priority. And she probably was not paid at all.
2: I mean, probably paid. Right. So, so, love, cannot, yeah, so but, love cannot save me today. What? Um, I know I um, need to calm down. I'm getting loud, races. aren't I? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I know Lindsay's lo- like, calm lo- down, lo- DNS. But, like, love cannot make us uh, get through this moment. Like, we have to do the work. You can't keep telling me that you love me and expecting me to shut up. You yeah, never yes. change anything. You yes. alter anything.
0: You need to say, instead of saying I love you and then expecting people to be quiet and you say I love you, let me hear you talk some more. Absolutely. Let me hear some more of your stories. Let me be uncomfortable for just a little bit longer and then a little bit longer so then that way I can feel your pain too and then that way the next time something happens or before the next time something happens I can be there to help you and and change and right. change my kids and change the world. I mean that's truly how we're going to change the world yeah. is changing our kids.
1: And then the, another thing, Lindsay, is... What I wanted to say is you said that she probably did get paid. She probably did, but my enough. grandparents were poor. My mm-hmm. grandmother had to hand make my, my my mom's clothes. So how can they afford a person who has a family that they're leaving every day to come to their homes and take care of their children? How are they affording to pay that woman a, a minimal even, even to point a minimal, which she deserves way more. She's yeah. raising children. But you um, can't even afford to pay a minimal income for that woman to I survive.
0: If, I couldn't tell you. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm heated. Okay. but I, I, there's, there's something I want to ask you um, or just change the topic of conversation. Sure. <laughs> a little bit. Oh, God. I forgot it. <laughs> Lindsay. Come um, on.
1: Think hard. You can do it.
0: I don't know, y'all. My brain... Is we'll just let me think on it. I'll come back to it, it was so good. And I was like, oh, this would be great to talk about. And then I, f- I just forgot. <sighs> well. What Amber, what can
1: what would you say? Oh, let me think of how I want to word this question. What are things people are doing right now that they think that they are helping, but it's really hurting? If you can is or it's, there, or it's unproductive, anything that you could think of that like us as people could us white people could be helping black people right now. What are we doing that's wrong that we think is good?
2: I think any action is good, so I won't call it wrong. i would I would maybe say you can do more or you can be more effective and and like I said earlier, you know, by by telling me, I had a lot of people, a lot of people um, pop up in my phone, just telling me how much they love me and, and how good I am and how good I am for the world and all this stuff. But you know, one thing I tell them: your 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 love or your like for your one or two three black friends or colleagues, that's still not enough because all Black lives matter, not just my my good black life. You know, yeah. Uh, there's a there's other people out there that I need you to advocate for. I I got me covered. You got me covered, but I need you to go out here and cover my brothers and my sisters. Yeah, who, because you've who been trying not, to do uh, it too
1: long by yourself, and you need help now.
2: It's exactly, and I mean that's been that's been the story all along. Like black people been trying to save black people for for as long as we need to be saved, and that's that's been since the beginning. Mm-hmm. But we can't do it by ourselves, and and we're so almost so exhausted from doing it by ourselves that. It's almost like I'm just gonna let you take the driver's seat.
1: Yeah, it's like it's it's our yeah, like, it's, it's our, our turn. It's, it's our, our th- turn to do
0: it. Now. Okay, so when we hear the word anti-racist, can you explain to me what that means to you? Because when I look on my social media or I have a conversation with my friends, it I'm getting different thoughts on it, and I would like it from your perspective. You're getting white perspectives. I'm getting white perspectives, and they're different, and I and I feel like. People are throwing this word around and it's just like, what does it truly mean? And is it good or is it bad? Like, should you be anti-racist or should you just be like a person who's like an activist? Because I feel like those. Like a voice for them. A voice. Like, like you, you, I feel I don't know. I I don't know what I feel about. So I'd like it from your perspective if, if
2: that's okay. I honestly really haven't thought about it. and I haven't heard the word so much until, you know, this year mm-hmm. and, and Same. how things are right now. I, if I had to take a, a stab at it, I would say, you know, I feel like racism has been thrown out and, and in, in so many situations and it has so many, um, dynamics to it. We got systemic racism. We have, uh, we have learned racism. We have inherited racism, you know, yeah. so we're against anti-racism is against all that, like uproot all that stuff. Okay. I,
0: I like it. Okay. I remember what my question was from before. So, um, I was talking to my friend, and she was telling me about a, a thing on Facebook, and y'all, I'm going to go publicly here. If you're going to go down and start on a Facebook fight with someone in the comments, I'm going to tell you you're wasting your time. You need to go to that person's house or call them if you're friends and have a conversation. Absolutely. Face-to-face or over the phone if possible, because on Facebook, you're losing body language, you're losing passion, and it just comes across as anger, and anger isn't uh-huh. anger isn't the place to be on Facebook, so... Hide those comments that you're about to argue with or whatever, because they're not doing you any justice. Okay. Besides that, she had this conversation with her um, uh, Sunday school teacher. Her Sunday school teacher posted something about um, I don't know something that along the lines of where people are posting stuff like ninety nine percent people are good ninety percent ninety nine percent of cops are good or whatever that I'm sure everyone has seen it. Whatever. Um, and she was mm-hmm. like, I'm really disappointed in. My friend had put, was like, I'm really disappointed in you. You know, you taught – this This comes across as racist, and she explained why, and she was like, I'm just trying to show you this other view because you taught me in Sunday school red and yellow, black and white, um, all are good in his side or whatever that yeah. saying is. Um, Jesus loved – I don't know. It's like, a rhyme. Jesus is black, guys. Well, anyway, that's not the point. Know. She was just saying – you know, but you're not living true to that. You know, I'm, I'm really disappointed that you raised me one way, but you're acting another. And I thought that that statement was pretty powerful of, like, going back to someone who was your, you know, educator, your teacher, and guiding you morally, but yet is living a completely different life. And when she, when the lady responded back to my friend, she was completely ignorant to that what she was thinking and how she was acting was even remotely racist she didn't understand why and so she got really defensive and so how do you have a conversation with people who don't even have a clue as to why we're calling them racist
2: that's a, that's a tough question I I'm know a, it's heavy it it I,
1: feel like I know we're both just we're all just like we're, me and Lindsay here <laughs> looking at each other and Amber's crying we're just like
2: whoa
0: <laughs> Ow. I know I'm, I'm so sorry I'm, to I'm, unload that
2: on you <laughs> No, you're good. I'm just so beyond trying to um, trying to convince people of, of what they're not trying to see. Um, I, would, I would rather, you know, I, w- I was thinking about this earlier, and I don't know how interested I am in 2020 to still be trying to fight racism. I'm, I'm more so interested in making sure that we have uh, policies and laws in place to protect Black people because the, the the root of racism is so deep. I don't know how, if, if, I don't know when we're going to see that it don't exist anymore. So, you know, at, at a time like this, when when so many people are finally opening their eyes and seeing and wanting to educate themselves and wanting to be an advocate and wanting to stand on the front lines, I, I, I more so want to put my just my focus there and leave them people that want to be in the dark in the dark. just You can hate me, but you better, you better treat me right. You better yeah. not kill me, you know, in the street. Yeah. I don't, I don't care, you know, if, if you were raised and, and you, you haven't uprooted some of that hatred that's in you. I'm not here to convince you to love me. I'm just here to tell you that, that you better give me a chance to live. because Yeah. That's, you that's better, res- yeah. Life.
0: you so, better respect my right. And as a yeah. person to be here on this planet.
1: Yeah, right. which is which is absolutely ridiculous that anybody that we are that it has gotten so far, like it's yeah. not stopped. It's never stopped.
0: No, and 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 we deal the most prevalent form of racism that we're dealing with now is obviously against black people. My family's Hispanic, and sometimes when I was little, I would look really, really Hispanic, and I never ever had an issue, and. So I can't even, people are throwing all these other things on. I'm just like, no, those aren't as, that's not the conversation here. It's not about being a woman. It's not about being all these other things. It's about them right now. Let's have this conversation now. Yes, absolutely. Um,
2: it's the deepest root. It's the deepest root of this country.
0: Yes, it is. Have you, Okay, have you seen, nobody has seen this but me. It's on PBS. <laughs> <laughs> It's called Jamestown, and I highly recommend you guys go watch this. It's on PBS.
1: So Lindsay, watch, Lindsay watches old people stuff, guys.
0: I It's not old people <laughs> stuff. It's actually a really good show. PBS Masterpiece Classic is, like, where it's at. It's such good te- television. It usually comes from the UK. Anyway, it's called Jamestown, and it's about the first settlers here um, in Jamestown in Virginia, and it – Shows the storyline of them bringing um, black slaves over. And it shows the first man that willed his black slaves to his children. And it shows that the people in the town how they felt. It shows the black people how they felt. And it shows that man. And the feeling that I got, I watched that episode where that specific one about the will. Probably three times just crying and I was like, this is where it started and and this it's is not stopped it's not stopped and we've I don't that was like 16 something um and I, right. I think any white person any black person any person really you guys should go watch it because it's so eye-opening eye-opening and the writers did really did it justice they really did it was good Lindsay I want to tell you how much that I love you um that you
1: go out and actually teach yourself this? Because while you're actually becoming a better human being, I'm watching Love is Blind on Netflix.
0: Well, Love is Blind is also really good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to diss on that. I'm just saying. I just saw it. I was on PBS. Matt. I didn't mean to watch it. It just was there. And then I was like, holy crap. And this was, I watched it a month ago before all this started happening. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like very prepared Um, emotionally.
1: I... Okay, we're just gonna get really just like down nitty gritty. Are we And ask you, you, ask, I wanna ask Amber some like deep questions to where she can call me it up if she wants.
0: Okay, but let's just check in. Amber, are you still good? Have we said anything offensive?
2: Mm, no, yes, okay, yes. you okay. just tell us
0: if we do. I'm so, and that's the thing is like I'm always so nervous to be offensive, even when I'm not having a race conversation. Just my normal personality yes, is that she is. Um, so feel free. You're not going to hurt my feelings because I would rather you hurt my feelings than me ever make you feel uncomfortable. I got you. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> Lindsay, I don't know this. I I'm also trying to keep this podcast not light because I don't want it to be light. But I also want people to understand that, like...
0: We don't want to scream at people. We don't want to scream at people.
1: But we are having a normal conversation with Amber because she's just as much as a human and just as much as a life that matters than we are. And, like, I want people to realize that, like, I don't want people to think, like, we're bringing Amber on here and putting her up as, like, a little, like, puppet. Like, here you go. Here is a little trophy and listen to her talk. That's not what I want. I want to really put that like out there.
0: You're saying in our minds, it would be the same as if we, when we brought on Emma and we, we brought on Megan. Like I am my type
1: of personality. I think I, I want people to realize that I'm taking this seriously, but I, as a person, as my personality, Lindsay is much more, um, book smart about this. Yes. And I am much more, I see how my friends and family are acting Mm -hmm. and I think they're fucking ridiculous (laughs) and I laugh at them because I'm like, are you, are you really that stupid that you think that way? Um, and I'm very much more of a blunt person. Uh, I don't know. No, I wouldn't say that. If you were to
0: describe us here, you would call me book smart and you would call you street smart. Yeah,
1: I am very, um, (laughs) I don't give a shit like what and I care too much and, and Lindsay cares too much so I I want to like I know my listeners know that but I really want to emphasize that with this episode that like I I'm about to get into some like really deep questions um that I think are deep maybe Amber doesn't think they're deep but it's her prerogative It's her prerogative and if if I'm wrong asking these questions, I want my listeners to know that like I'm fully ready to be called out because like, I I am at the point in my life where like I want, I don't want to be what I see people be on Facebook right now. Like I am embarrassed for yeah. 99% of the people <laughs> that I grew up with yeah. right now, which is, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, but Amber, I have to ask you what... How do you feel when someone says to you? Because I have a family member who believes this, and it's a very important family member, but it doesn't matter at this point. I have a very important family member that fully believes that the Russians are doing all of this. That there is, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know it sounds so dumb. <laughs> It sounds so. The Russians rough. are doing all of what? The
1: Russians are coming in to pro- protest and throwing r- bricks through windows and causing all of the riots to happen to bring black people and white people further apart. And for every all of us people in the United States or all over the world or wherever are not unifying us. If that's the right word, maybe I just made up that word. I make up words, by the way. Um, but. Aren't like we're not all coming together because like the Russians are trying to separate all of us because it's an election year. Like I like I have somebody who fully believes that how how do you feel about the riots versus the protest? Are they the same thing to you? Are they not? Do you believe that Russians are coming in or other people or another organization of some sort are coming in and burning these buildings down and blaming them on black people or white people or what? Like, what is your thoughts on the current um, protests and riots
2: in the world today? It's not even that deep for me. And is because it's always been here, you know. Um, uh, just because this year is an election year, what what about two, three years ago when it was uh, when it was Alton Sterling or Orlando mm-hmm. Castillo? What mm-hmm. about when it was Trey Mar- uh, Trayvon when, Martin. It was Trayvon Martin. What about when it was Samir Rice? Brown. You know. Um what about when it was Sandra Bland? Like, do we have an election Brianna year? Brianna Taylor. Oh, I mean, Brianna, it,
1: Brianna Taylor did get yeah. killed this year, and yeah. it's election year. But still,
2: the woman right. was sleeping so, in her bed.
0: I can't talk about. Yeah, it. yeah
2: oh, I know. don't even get me started. I know. That, that, get one, started. that one. That can, one. I can't. <laughs> but I just feel like I, I can't. I can't even dig to, into all of that. <laughs> I think people are are being. It's another way of putting blinders on your eyes. You you want to blame something on someone else so that you don't again deal with the same issues of of America that we've been in that we've been dealing with for 400 plus years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe someone is coming in throwing bricks through buildings or burning other stuff up that that are trying to to cause some type of division. But the division's already been there,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and and it's not and it's not anybody that's out in the street protesting today's fault that that the world is divided. So no, but it's our responsibility blame. to yeah, fix that. So absolutely, I,
0: I have something to say here and Ben, my husband, Ben brought this up to me,
1: by the way, can I, you just brought Ben up. We, I feel like we talk about Ben on every podcast, I, I love Ben. All of his Facebook posts, he, he's making me so proud.
0: I'm really proud of him. I just He's love making him. me so proud. Everyone's starting to see why I'm I married. I like P. I
2: need to go follow Ben. You ben,
1: do.
0: Ben is so good. He's, he's the A-plus most guy. awkward human in this whole world, but I love him and he's the best. He is very
2: awkward, um, but he's
0: hilarious. And he will fight with you and, and he doesn't get tired of it. He doesn't feel the awkward Mm-mm. tension. He will keep going until you like fall over sleeping like he's crazy. Anyway, um, Ben Ben was talking to me about in the 1960s um, when the Black Panthers started to become a thing, how they would, wherever the Black Panthers were having a protest or a march, they would send in white supremacists yes. to start riots. Um, and then they blamed them on the Black Panthers, which is why now we, we grew up. We fear. We fear that... Black Panther. So I, you know
1: what the Black Panthers? Correct.
0: Yeah, I, movement of course is, I do. Correct? Of okay. course I do. But I will tell you, I didn't know that until my husband educated me. I I just never gave it two thoughts. I was like, oh, the Black Panthers. I'm sure they're great. I just didn't know. Yeah. Um. No, because growing
1: up, you were probably taught. That the KKK was bad because, like, I'm sure I was taught the KKK was bad, but I was also taught that Black Panthers were just as much as bad as the KKK, which is not correct.
0: I wasn't even taught about the All Black right. Panthers. I, I, it wasn't even a conversation ever. In oh no, the I upgrading. wasn't either.
1: But I'm saying, like, you would be taught yeah,
0: okay. that it
1: was just they would in people have grown up believing white people have grown up believing that the black Panthers are equal to the KKK, which is not not.
0: at all. They're very peaceful. They're absolutely peaceful. Like the only reason they ever, the only reason they ever had a gun, which they legally got was because they were trying to protect Protect, themselves from the protect Other black. Okay. Yeah. That's beside the point. Okay. So, um, what he what he thinks is happening now is the same thing. They're trying to, again, hush it up, push it under the rug, make people think that um, these Black Lives Matter protests are just getting out of hand for no reason. When the, when in reality, he thinks, and I mean, I would have to say I agree with him that they're right. These rights were getting started by again white supremacists. But if you see now, we're we're weeks into this, where we're getting protests that are peaceful. We're getting protests that mm-hmm. don't have rights to follow and it's almost like either people woke up and said, okay, well, this isn't the protesters rioting, or they got tired and went home to their jobs. I don't know. Well, have you also realized that in the past...
1: Two to three days, maybe even a little bit longer that the news are no longer really covering protests any longer because they're just like, oh, let's just sweep it on the rug. It's not a big deal anymore. When today or yesterday, I I don't quote me on this. I might be wrong on the specific date. There was over 60,000 people walking in the streets of Seattle. No,
0: I I don't watch the news.
1: I know, but that's the thing. It's like, I don't watch the news, but I see articles post
0: on like Facebook. and I don't even I'm, I'm so sorry. I don't I don't even do that. Oh, I just see I don't like read I just like see. This is how awful I am. The only reason I ever watch the news is because I'm obsessed with Gail King and I have been. I don't know who a, that is. She's Oprah's best friend. What are you? What are you talking about? No, no, sorry. I don't know these things. I don't else? want to know who Gail King is. i I've been obsessed with her since I was a child. <laughs> no, I, I think she's <laughs> pretty. I love her voice. If Gail King could read some children's books and let me play them at night, Wait, I would. Who's Gail who's Gail King? Oprah's best friend.
1: It's not the same lady who's like viral right now with like the most. Amazing voice, right?
0: I don't know what you're talking about. On TikTok? No, no, no I'm not on TikTok.
2: I Amber,
1: mean- do you know what I'm talking about? Do you know the lady that I'm talking about? She oh, was like no, no, no. that super soothing no. She's no, a black lady. You're, a different you're person.
2: talking about Tabitha Brown. Yes. yes. Oh. The vegan, the no. vegan lady.
1: Oh, Yo, she things. could make me. <laughs> <laughs> no, Gail King's
0: the CBS news anchor for CBS this morning. Oh no, she's the only woman. <laughs> they replaced one of the women with a man. Like whatever. Anyway, I'm obsessed with her. So that's the only reason I watch the news is to watch Gail King and her. I just love her. But then also I have to watch look
1: up who this woman is.
0: Sunday, uh, CBS Sunday this the Sunday morning report. Um, that, those are the only two pieces of news I watch. And the Sunday morning report is like. Happy things and very—it's very like sugar-coated things happening in the world, but it just makes me feel good, and so I watch it. Um, other than that, I get all of my news um, from my husband because he filters it for me. My husband does, and too. then handle like tells me what I—he's sh- like, "This was BS. This was BS. This is what you should know." Yeah. Um, and I'm not like dependent on Ben for that. It's just like a convenient part of my marriage.
1: Yeah, my the conversations with Will and I with news and stuff is I will read like a small snippet of something and I'll go to him and be like, yo, look at this. And he's like, I knew about that. I already read about that. <laughs> yeah, this is more information you need to know about yeah, that. And I'm like, it, oh, it OK, just,
0: like feeds me articles of like yeah. current. Oh, good sorry. My
1: mother-in-law is like blowing. It. I did and can't find it need mileage also tomorrow.
0: It's a takeoff. Sorry, it's guys. A, it's a, it, what is that? Uh, I feed him, I wash his clothes, and he keeps me educated on current events. Mm. That's a <laughs> win-win, equal. I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, okay, so this is, this might be the dumbest question ever, but I seriously, I need this question answered. I don't know who to ask it to. Amber, I hope that you will give me an answer and are willing to answer this question. I, why do I feel awkward referring to, like, you, let's say you, as a black person? Is that wrong? Is it wrong to, to refer to someone, would you rather be preferred, like, referred to as a person of color or a black person or african-american like what what is the correct term that i should be using when i am referring to your skin color which now i feel ridiculous because i shouldn't refer to your skin color
2: but i I should i should yeah i think in context labels are important i kind of had this conversation um with with someone who i'm close to but i feel like that closeness is, is kind of being pulled on a little bit right now. But, you know, the very first thing that she wanted to do was denounce the labels that, that we carried, meaning she white and me black. And I I feel like in context, when we're having these conversations, that's important for one. So um, I I was thinking about this earlier because I do and I only can speak for me. I feel like if you truly want to... Um, consider others you you might have to
1: would you to would be you say
2: in asking this question
1: would you say it is just as important to ask somebody what they would prefer their skin tone to be referred as as
2: pronouns I'm starting to feel like it's possible and and that sounds very uh picky and and uncomfortable but even even me you know as I'm as I'm typing up statuses here and there that I that I want to impact the world and and sometimes the words come to my mind as person of color and it it sounds good in in that descriptive in that sentence in that sentence but you have some people that truly don't want to be referred to of a person of color and I'm sure it comes and stems from the fact of you know back in the color sign like colors and non-colored and crap exactly exactly but for me I don't. I don't have a problem with that. Um, I don't have a problem with being called black. But I read an article uh, this past week that talked about how you know it, I was I was studying the definitions of white and the definitions of black and how you know that's that's how deep deeply rooted this this systemic racism is. Is that you know when you when you look at the definition of white, you see pure and innocent and uh, free of blemish and. And uh, you Happy. look at the definition of, of yeah, you, you look at the definition of black and it says opposite of white. Yeah. And then it says guilt and it says angry and it says dark. and Scary and, and sad. And I took guilty. a race
1: test and that was
2: literally the exact same wording. And I was like, what is this? Right. Right. And so you have some people that, that look at that, that label as black and look at it as that was a label that was put on us that uh, that was one of the original you know, labels that oppress us. So some people don't want to be called um, Black. And then you have some people that don't even want to be called African American because they didn't, uh, they were not born in Africa. So uh, it, it, it is difficult. And I think it's all about preference. I personally don't mind uh, any of those labels because I, I have, I feel like in my mind, I I define the, that are. label that's put on me. So, yeah. so when I, you know, when I say that I'm I'm black and I'm proud, it's because I wow. I am not every, I am not the description of black that that that, that Webster dis- dictionary labeled me as.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, when I consider myself as a person of color, I am not that that person of color that was sit on um, because they wanted to go into a certain restaurant. You know, so. I take the labels and I and I change how I wear them versus it letting it uh, demean me. Basically, yeah.
0: I think what's a good takeaway from that conversation is we just need to be per- respectful. So a lot of times you'll you'll call someone black or you'll describe them as African American, and then that person will turn around and correct you. And then you'll say, well, I can't. Mm-hmm. People get defensive by that. They'll be like, oh, well, I just can't get it right. You never know what you're going to want to be. you say, okay, thank you for okay. correcting me. Yeah, instead of getting defensive, be like, you know what? Thank you for that because I, I didn't know what was right for you. And and that's okay. You don't have to take a correction or someone, like, trying to ease you into being helpful to, like, not offend them in a bad way. You just be like, okay, thank you. And that's um, the same same thing as pronouns, I believe, I think,
1: yeah. I, I, I would say, is, like, some, sometimes when people are in their early transition, they haven't completely transitioned. Maybe they aren't. Maybe they are bi- non-binary and they're not yeah. changing anything at all. And um, they just
0: want to be called they.
1: Yeah, and they just want to be called they. Or maybe there is a person who still looks like a woman who wants to be a man but prefers to be called a he. That's fine. But yeah. you might not know that because you can't read their minds. Yeah. So when they when they're correcting you... I think it's very important for all of our listeners to understand that being corrected does not mean that someone is putting you down or or hate you you or make you feel bad. They're, they're trying, you should take that as free education. Thank you very much for helping me improve myself and to grow as a human.
0: Yeah. And a lot of like, there's someone in my family who has, who's non-binary and I, y'all always forget. And I try really hard to be accommodating. And that person wants to be called they, but I will always call the wrong pronoun. The wrong pronoun. I'm trying not to give it away. I know. I always call the wrong pronoun and and that person always corrects me. And then and I'm always like, su- I'm always super sensitive. That's just who I am. I'm like, oh, did I offend you? I'm so sorry. I'm just, I'm trying really hard, but I always just forget. And then. And I think people. They correct who, me. Decent it's people, people who, like, are,
1: who are correcting you. I don't think they're coming at you no, they at just, a wrong way at like a, oh my gosh, you're awful. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's, it's fair to, um, to give us the opportunity to tell you that this is, this is not okay for me. And this is Absolutely. okay for me. You know, we've been trying to figure out who we are since, since we didn't exist. And that's, and that's not our fault that we were stripped from our native land with no understanding of of our own names and our own description, you know, we pay. I, I have a friend who uh, just just paid for her child to have a African ancestor, ancestry test done, DNA test. I mean, we have to pay three hundred, four hundred dollars just to try to figure out who we are and where we come from. So please do not get offended when I when I can't figure out if I'm okay with you labeling me black or a person of color. Just just allow me to tell you this is not what I like. And and I, and I think it's fair if you adjust to
1: that. I have, a, I have one question. It okay. has to do with the ancestry thing real fast. Okay. Um, I don't okay. know if you'll be able to answer this. You might not. Maybe one of our listeners can answer this if you can't. Um, but do black people, people who came from the African-American descent, have a harder time finding out their past, because I did the Ancestry DNA and I did the um, 23andMe. I know they're not like dead set, but do they have a harder time finding information and about past relatives, like their heritage because of slavery? Like they, they're not, they don't have documents. They don't have, like, did they have as many documents and stuff available and do they have that available to them now to learn about their, their heritage of their actual line of family that white people do today
2: yeah absolutely I, I do believe um I, I I haven't done this study my, myself but I know from people that have done both whether it's uh just the, the regular what what's the number, what is it three ancestry and, yeah twenty three and me Yeah, yeah twenty three and me um I've had uh family members that have done that and didn't get uh, narrow results yeah they had to go do the the African Ancestry to get more more details because they they do dig a little deeper because that's it's required.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um. I don't know what I was going
1: to say. I know you looked. You were like looking like you were trying to think. What about were we talking about before that? We were talking about Ancestry. Oh, we, I was talking oh. about
0: African American. The word African American. I, I I I'm a white person, so I can be wrong but i feel like that word in itself to describe a black person or a person of color as an african-american is just incorrect because we're all americans you would never describe me as a british american british american you you know i don't feel like that's i feel like we should trash that and go on you could describe an african-american as someone who literally came here from africa one or two generations ago, and is truly African-American, just like you would say Mexican-American. That's a better word to describe me. Yeah, Um, I'm Mexican-American. I'm not just American, Um, even though I'm only a third generation here. Um, So for me personally, I feel like that – that's never made sense to me. They're not from Africa. They're now from here. That person that you're looking at is, yeah, is from here. They and were born here. They're as much an American as I'm an American. And I feel like to call them anything else is degrading. Um, I, I would much rather describe you based on your appearance of being black. Just like I look white. You would never look at me and call me Hispanic. Yeah. You would look at me and call me white. Yeah. Um, That's just my own personal thoughts on that. I don't know what, like if that invokes emotion in you, because I'm not trying to deny anyone their heritage, but there are a lot of black people here that aren't, they can't trace their lineage back to Africa. They're from somewhere else. Their family came from somewhere else. And to just blanket that statement because someone is black, I just don't think that's fair.
1: Yeah, I can see that. How do you feel about that, Amber? Um, I'm sitting here
2: thinking, I, I feel like it still goes back to the experience and uh me as as a, as a black person i don't have a lot of uh pride in uh, being american so mm-hmm. that's
0: fair I, yeah that's fair I, absolutely i would
2: much i feel like if, if i have to wear the label of american i would much rather attach africans to it just to like feel that. some type of pride
0: you know what i like that too
2: yep
1: I appreciate that and see see, that's the thing that is the type of I want to just point that little that little circle out of the podcast that's the type of conversations that us human beings need to be having right now why this is what this is what I think about it right now this is what my mindset is how do you feel about this I understand how you feel and I'm going to make changes to make sure that I correct my way so you do not feel negative towards that anymore.
0: Yeah. <sighs> Do you have anything That's else? Awesome. I'm just like, Candace, I am Candace. I, is I, a, I, she's got like a superhero stance over here. She just like <laughs> looked away and is so happy with herself. I know,
1: I'm, I'm very, I'm very, very irritated uh, with all of this. Okay because not the
0: podcast she's irritated with this i know lindsey says, this. Handling, handling says this
1: every Let podcast i'm like i'm sick of this i'm tired of this i'm over this Let and Lindsay's like she's this she's means. not talking about the podcast guys she's talking about the what and yeah. like
0: people ignorant people she's tired of ignorant
1: people um i i don't know i i want to i have to give it out to my dad because he hasn't been a perfect human being, but he has instilled in me that you see color and it does not make you better or worse than anybody. Like yeah. you are equal to them and that's it. And my dad instilled in that in me growing up a lot. And I appreciate that to him because right now I, I know black people are pissed and I'm pissed too am I as pissed as black people? I want to be, I'm sure I'm not because I don't know. I don't, I physically and mentally have no idea what they've gone through, but I know that, and that I want to add this too. If you have, I'm sorry, I rant, I'm ranting guys. Um, if you have a black <laughs> family member or a friend or anybody in your life that you're like, Oh, I'm not racist. I have that. If you're not talking right now and standing up for them like you do not truly love those people like you think you do or because you at least love yourself more than you yeah. yeah because i all i have been able to think about the past two three weeks at this that since george floyd was murdered in the, middle of the Street, is i literally cannot stop picturing my 16 year old cousin or her two stepbrothers in his position and it makes my skin crawl. It makes me want to vomit. And right. it, oh, I just, and that's why I'm like, I have all of these emotions built up yeah. and they have been building and building and building these past few weeks. And I don't know how to, I feel like I'm in a rut. I feel like I On one hand, don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And on the other hand, I don't want people to think that any of this is okay. And it's a fine line and it sucks. And I'm glad, I know it sucks and I'm
0: glad I'm uncomfortable, but like, whew. Okay, I've got two things to say. One's a question, one's a statement. First of all, when you're, my advice to you is the people that you're going to offend and you're afraid to offend them. Just go ahead and offend them. Say what you want to say, and if they if they try to engage with you, say you know what I don't. I'm not here to try to completely change your heart and change your mind. I'm telling you how I feel, and if I'm not going to get in a fight with you about it, Um, unless unless you're willing to learn,
1: I want to. I think I missed a whole thing, a sentence. I want to add in most of these people that I'm so overwhelmed with, Uh also have black family members Mm -hmm. or friends Well, I know you. Uh, I know somebody. I know people who have black children who are all lives matters it all lives matter and it's like I
0: they're missing it
1: I don't get it
0: okay I changed my statement you should go take a book and hit them with it I know I don't
1: (laughs) get it and I think that's why I'm such I'm ranting right now and all all heated during this podcast just because I have I'm just pissed
0: I understand
2: and I think you don't like what I want to say to you is don't downplay that. Don't you, you started the conversation off by saying, you know, I'm angry and I'm sure I'm not as angry as black people, but it's okay to be as angry as us. You should be as angry as us. So don't, don't downplay your anger because you're not black. Like, that's that's what black people want we good want and that's to be the thing is, I, I that makes me feel better because
1: i want to be there i want to stand. i don't want to stand behind you i i want to stand right next to you and fight this with you if not in front of you like i will take right. whatever i need in front of you so you can have a break because it's it's just going on and on and on and I'm just frustrated. I'm so frustrated.
0: Well, I have something. I have one thing before we try to wrap this up. Yeah, I know. Sorry. And this is personal, but I'm not going to tell you why it's personal. But what do you think about people who have racist tattoos or have the Confederate, in particular, the Confederate flag on their body? Do you think that they need to go cover it up? Or do you think that, or, or what do you think about it? Because maybe someone got this tattoo 20, 30 years ago thinking it meant one thing and now... They've changed as a person. They think differently now, right. but this has now marked them on their body.
2: I, uh, being here from Pickens from County, um, you know, I see the Confederates, like, every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Every, every day. Uh, and, and as an educator at my school, I can go out to my, my vehicle or take my kids out to the field, and I have to walk past. Several trucks in our student parking lot with with the rebel flag, Confederate um, flag waving.
1: Do you teach high school? I,
2: I got so, yes, I teach okay. high school. Um, you know, I was I actually told someone last year. I, I, me and my wife got married in in Pickens, South Carolina, and before the ceremony, a uh, truck drove by with rebel flags, and and I I hear the N word being yelled out the window. Oh, like I, I'm it so is, sorry. it is very. It, it, it's not a day that goes by. And I don't know if, it's, if it ever has been a day that has went by, that I haven't been face to face with the Confederate flag. Um, so for me, a part of me, I am absolutely for it, it being banned, taken down, mm-hmm. removed from everywhere. But uh, another part of me is like, at, at least I know, you know, uh, if, if you're, if you have the, a tattoo on you that you, uh, you claim to be heritage, but it, it's really racist, and um, I don't I don't want you to cover it up. I I need to see that, so I know how to adjust. Yeah, if, if you So if you like, you're not willing to cover it up. Uh, thank
1: you for letting me know that that's how you feel, so I can steer clear exactly. away from you. And that's
2: that's kind of how I feel with the with the climate of the world. Period. A, a, a lot of not to talk about Trump, but a lot of these trump supporters mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of these make america great again flags a lot of these confederate flags um you know i'm, I'm okay with you being proud so i can know that i I need to remove myself or separate myself mm-hmm. it's, it's like I I it's that. like wearing yeah, your bad of i hate you yeah <laughs> it's like, I, I need to know that
0: yeah wear it proud so i can walk the other way and maybe we'll not have an indiscretion yeah I think that that's true. But so then your advice to people who have it, who have changed their heart, who got it when they were young. It's a change. Go cover it up. If they truly
1: want to change, change. Put
0: a big black mark over it if you have to wear a continual band-aid over it or something.
2: Speak down on it, you know. It's a lot. I have have peers or, or colleagues right now that are speaking very vocally against the Confederate flag because it's so uh, prominent in our area and there's a lot of people that's that's giving them giving them grief a lot of my white colleagues there's a lot of their family members and friends that's giving them grief about it and when you when you open your eyes and you realize you can't just keep all that to yourself you have to go out here and change the world around you or again we're going to be in 2040 still talking about the same things because you chose to be silent when you realize better you can't you can't change your heart and change your mind and just keep it all to yourself you got you got to scream and yell that stuff out to the world because the world needs to change
1: i have one question i have a final follow-up question so if you have a question before me lindsey go for it because I, I have don't, a final I a question sta-
0: i have a statement go ahead okay so i was listening to npr earlier because i'm a granny mm-hmm. i love it i'm a i love being a granny anyway so um the lady that was on is um She talks about she's a writer uh, um, for a bunch of different things, but she writes for Marvel Comics. Mm -hmm. But she has a lot of um, poetry. She speaks about racism, and she covered. She did a book that covered there was the riots of nineteen nineteen. Okay, and so in Chicago, this little boy was at a lake, and I I don't know how old he was, but he was young, and he was he. There was the white side of the beach. And there was the black side of the beach, and the little boy was out, and he got somewhere close to the line, and a bunch of white people threw rocks at him mm. until he drowned in 1919. Which that instance, some guy came over, an, an, an adult male came over to ask a cop to get the guys to stop throwing rocks, and the police officer said no. And this guy shot a gun. He didn't shoot the police officer. He shot a gun, like, trying to get people like away. A mer- like air. Yeah, and the police officer shot that man and killed him. Oh. And so that's what happened that day. And it spanned, or it was an instigation for riots all over the U.S. in 1919. I didn't know about this till today. That I've never heard of this. Okay, so the Chicago mun- municipal, whoever, the mm-hmm. authorities there got a group of people together, both whites and blacks in a room and said, What can we do to make this stop? And they came up with a list of things to stop this and it to stop racism and to help black people. And this they said things like, Black people need affordable housing, they need affordable health care. They need Lindsay's crying guys. A, access to education. We need to treat them as equals or this will continue. And that was a hundred years ago. Yeah. It has oh. to change now or we're gonna it's not gonna be twenty forty. Yeah. It's gonna be
1: Right. So that that's a great statement because my my final question for Amber is, um, what in a perfect world, and if we didn't have the government we had right now, what would you hope that would happen and be accomplished by the end of twenty twenty this year, for Black Lives Matter?
2: that Black Lives Matter be accepted and and not continue to be watered down with all lives matter or uh, yellow black and white, we are all precious in a sight. Like the Black Lives Matter is a movement today that that is labeled Black Lives Matter, but it's been a movement for years and years and years as, as Lindsay Just like Lindsay say, said, you know, yeah, hundred years. Uh, we, we live in we live in a country that has always told us that we don't matter. Um as black people, every every bit of history, if you look at every bit of history of America, black people has had to beg white people for permission. Permission to matter, permission to to be free, permission to vote, permission to go to a a, a school like we we've never been able to just say I matter. We've been, we've been asking for permission to matter. And, and I'm, we're, people are done with all that. Like, it's, it's, now is the time. It, it should have been the time. My, my mom, it should have been the time with my mother. My mother went to uh, segregated schools. And we don't talk much about the things that she endured. Because I feel like for her generation... A, a, a piece of the pie is is a, enough of the pie, and that's just not my generation. Like, y- yeah, you had a better life, mom, but I'm trying to live my best life. Yeah. I, I can't settle for a piece. I I, I deserve the whole thing, and and I, it is my job. Um, it is my job to hold America to the to the standard that it that it claims that it stands on when yep. it says that all people were created equal, and and I can't. And home of the I free? Keep, yeah, yeah. Like, I can't keep standing by that. That's why when I say that it's hard for me to be a proud American, it's because that I know that everything that America claims to be, I don't have. And um, and I'm afraid that my, my sons won't have. And um, Black Lives Matter movement is moving so strong right now, today, because people are saying enough is enough, and we're tired, and... Uh, how many how many years do we have to fight and beg you for permission to have equality and and justice in this world in this illusion of of America that I haven't even experienced yet?
1: Yeah, I think that's powerful. In it's itself. very powerful. <sighs> I'm sorry, I, I just uh, got I just got caught on another thing because you said to cry. you talked about your sons and like another thing that just popped in my head was a f- black friend of mine just had to ban her nine-year-old son from wearing hoodies. They're not allowed anymore in her home.
2: And... Listen, our Go ahead, my bad.
1: And it's just like, when you said your sons, it's just like, I I think of your sons after I read that comment. And that's... Right. It just makes me sick. It makes me sick to my stomach. And I... This... You said that, like, that's what you hope for 2020. And I hope that by the end of 2020 by the end of by election by I don't even know like I don't even know what is happening with this election or what is going to happen but what I hope is that no child none whatsoever has their parents have to ban an article of clothing in their home in America to make sure that they are safe by just walking down the street and
2: my my son's uh a they they love wearing hoodies they they will if we went outside today they will put a hoodie on because it's just it's almost like a a safety blanket but um you know that was one thing that we had to deal with last year within the school is that our our kids kept getting in trouble for for not taking his hood off or or taking it off but forgetting that he's supposed to have his hood off and putting it back on and and I'm like, these these are the phone calls that I, I have to get or my wife has to get while he's working is because my son uh has has his hood on Which and I'm and absolutely I, and I ridiculous.
1: It. It's like what absolutely. what a child he's a kid. What if that is a what if he feels more comfortable reading that book with a hoodie
2: on? What if his ears were cold? Mm-hmm. Even me as an educator, when I first went into my school, I was an uh, ISS, I, I was ISS supervisor, and that was when a, when an administrator would come through the door, uh, they would say, "Tell oh, that kid to take his hood off," and and I, I would do, I would feel like I would have to do it because that's that's my job. I, I just started the job, but then I finally started talking to some of these kids, especially some of the ones that was really rebel, rebelling against taking their hood off. They're not take, they're not wearing a hood because they wanna be perceived as somebody. Some people they, they didn't even get a haircut this week and or, or haven't had a haircut for the last three weeks and they're getting ticked on and clowned on because of the shape of their head or their hairline and, and you you want me to tell him to take his hood off because So you, you see feel it comfortable. As right. So that you feel comfortable but, but we're opening up the door for this kid to go through a school, um and be bullied and mistreated because he hasn't been able to get. Yeah, or so it's okay for him to like, feel uncomfortable, it's than that.
1: but it's not okay for you to feel comfortable. Like
0: what?
2: Exactly.
0: I I think that that's a great exactly. point, and that that in itself, in that moment, we talk about systematic racism, and that right there exactly. is the beginning for a child of systematic racism. Yeah. Of of a simple act of saying you can wear your hood or you can't wear your hood shouldn't that that's the beginning of it. That's that's very small thing but it means a lot to a kid mm-hmm. in a moment um so yeah you, you have to think about every micro action that you have or make that you you have to unlearn it all and i think that's the point that's the point of everything
1: i know amber i um we're going to close this podcast up it's probably one of the longest podcasts we've recorded um but i <laughs> want to thank you good. so much for coming on here and sharing all of your knowledge with us and answering our questions and just giving us the blessing that you did to come and share with knowledge with us. Um, and for our listeners, I truly, truly appreciate it.
2: Um, Not a problem.
1: Um, thank yeah. you.
2: Thank y'all for, for opening up the floor. Absolutely. Uh, to Absolutely. Wanna, to want to hear, to want to learn and want to even be corrected. And that's, that's the step that we all need to take today is to listen, to learn, to be corrected.
1: Yeah. And I, I want to tell my, our listeners, um, that speak, don't, don't sit there and be silent out of fear. Um, if you're going to speak now is the time to do it. Don't be afraid to speak out. I cannot like beat this into anybody's head more If you are silent right now, you are guilty and you it's violent and you need to use your voice right now because all of our black brother and sisters, because I truly believe they are my brother and sisters too, they have done all the work for four hundred plus years and now it's our turn. So we need to step up and do the right thing and use our voices. Um so yeah, that's the end of this podcast. I'm not gonna make it all like, see ya, like all yeah. nice and happy because like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's that like, we're done with this. Yeah, we, it's serious. Like do something about it. Stop sitting around and twiddling your thumbs.
0: Thank you, Amber. Yeah. Thank bye. you so
1: much, Amber. Um, when we Not hang up problem. the podcast, it will, um, just hang up on you. So I really want to, we appreciate you We're not thank trying you so to be much Rita, just yeah it's gonna cut you off yeah it's gonna cut you off so no <laughs> thank you so much yeah, um thank have a good all. night yeah thank and you. I'll let you know whenever you this too. goes out um I'll let you know whenever this podcast is live so it's going
0: out on Wednesday okay. oh it's going awesome. out next Wednesday cool. this Wednesday this Wednesday yeah
1: oh in two days cool mm-hmm. good job Lindsay awesome. getting it out there all right thank you so much Amber have a good <laughs> night I appreciate it
2: you too all right Bye.